What do you do when you realise that you don't want to play the way that most other people are playing? Do you give up? Say, that's it, I'm done. It's tempting. It's easier. Or do you double down, accept that you are different, and play on regardless? Hey, it's Che, and this is Roleplay Rescue. If you say the real life ends up your days And you don't have time to play Well midlife is the best time to start a new role-playing phase And you need a rescue Chase coming at you with a rescue Role-play rescue Chase gonna help my friend Let's sit down the game Welcome and thanks for joining me. This season has been about the journey I've been taking to rediscover my role-playing game's passion. Several of the episodes have been about exploring different preferences, appetites even, that I have for the game. Even the interviews and conversations have been exploratory. The whole process has been, for me, deeply illuminating as I pushed out to the edges of how I might play with a genuine curiosity for what's out there. Today, I want to start putting it all together, for my own sake at least. And this episode is an aid memoir for myself. I'm going to use the opportunity to try and give shape to the game that I'm working towards playing. And the chances are that you're going to hate it. This is Season 9, Episode 19. Don't want to play how you want to play. Regular listeners know the story. I started when I was young, in middle school. My dad was a wargamer. My friends got me into Traveller, and I discovered RuneQuest when I stole my dad's box set. Through the 1980s, I played daily with a group of about 8 to 10 friends across D&D, AD&D, Rollmaster, Palladium Fantasy, Star Frontiers and Traveller, and probably one or two others. When the 90s arrived, I was first at university and then worked for Games Workshop. All these experiences shaped how I think about and play role-playing games. Since 1998, I have lived in one town and played every other Friday for most of the years we lived here. In all that time, I have only managed to run one game for more than a dozen sessions before I felt compelled to change tack. Part of the problem has been anxiety a big part. But another element is that I have been conforming myself to the appetites of others so that I can keep the group together. But Covid destroyed my gaming world and it forced us all apart. It pushed me online and that was the catalyst for change. Through all the pain and loss this has been one small ray of hope and positivity for me. I have made new friends, played more games online, played as a player and had to face up to my anxiety. Today, I am in a place of choice. I have never felt more alienated from the role-playing mainstream as I do today. Yet I also feel more determined than ever to gather myself, pack up my rucksack of gaming ideas, and head on out to the outer fringes of the hobby. It's time. Either jack it all in, or start to play how others don't want to play. 
What are the elements that I want in my role-playing games? Firstly, I want to play one game at a time. That's not literally what I mean, but it might well be the goal over time. So what do I mean? I think the truth is that I am running games right now that serve others more than they serve the needs that I feel. I think this is a good thing, and it's not at all a problem, apart from the time it takes away from other projects. To give me time for this project, I have reduced my commitments dramatically. In terms of being a player, I am sticking to playing in games where it's closer to what I want when I play, and so I've reduced my commitments there too. The problem, of course, is that I am wanting what other gamers tend to reject. Let's pick up the key elements that this season has explored. I want to play a game for the purpose of continuing the play. A game which is focused on exploring the world or universe as a sandbox, playing with immersion into character and immersion into the other world as key fundamental outcomes. A game where characters are grounded and actions lead to results founded on realism instead of cinema. A game that has a developing methodology, a system focused on delivering the experience we seek, playing with as few rules visible to the players as possible, but also playing with rules that are robust enough to facilitate consistency, and rules that are flexible enough to be changed when the fluidity is required to keep the game alive. Playing with dice, and of course, playing regularly. The game gets played, the players can change, the world can change, the rules can change, the way we play can evolve, but the game gets played, as much as we can get it to the table for as long as we can keep it alive. One game played with the purpose of continuing the play. That probably makes me a heretic, an outlander, a fool. Ho-hum. I don't want to play how you want to play. Unless of course. You do want some or all of what I want. You might be surprised to learn that my game has already begun. I don't quite know when it began, and it certainly wasn't necessarily a coherent beginning, but the game has begun because the game started with just one player. Right now, the game is a solo game played with the purpose of keeping playing. The systems are fluid and the rules are being written, or more precisely hacked, as I play. Drawing on 40 years of play, I have begun. I started turning up regularly, and the goal is to never stop playing, even if the game is forever a solo experience. Well, never stop, at least as long as I'm alive. But I do have a hope. I have a sense that I'm not the only heretic in the role-playing community. I have a growing belief that other people want some of what I want too. Maybe, just maybe, I will find some of those people through sharing my heresy here and on my blog and generally by talking. The best thing about this game that I'm playing is I don't know where it will take me. It's not limited like other games I've played. It is open to change and evolving as I play, and each new player will change it again, 
The possibilities are what make the game exciting. We can pass through new portals to realms as yet unexplored. We are not bound to conventions of genre or limited by what other people say we can't do. The game can go anywhere with anyone for the purpose of continuing to play, for the joy of playfulness, the experience of becoming engrossed and the exploration of the fantastic multiverse available. Unbounded, unfettered, released. This game is far from serious and yet the most intentional game I have ever experienced. It is as if I have been released from Plato's cave and I am the screaming madman philosopher whom the prisoners cannot understand. But I am really at the place where I no longer regard role-playing as being about the shadows. I want to play and I want to keep playing even if that makes me the madman. I have dice, I have the game, I have been enjoying the journey and that might be about as much as I want to say right now. Where am I? We are 19 episodes into the ninth season of Roleplay Rescue, not far from three years into the journey, and I feel like I'm wandering off the edge of the page. Make of that what you will, dear listener, but know that I'm grateful you shared the journey this far with me. I feel like it's time to either leap out into the unknown where the game might not work, or stay in the shadows where I feel stifled and imprisoned by the weight of tradition. In expressing these words today, I am taking a risk. I might alienate you, drive you away, because what I want isn't what you want. I am accepting of that possibility. But in life, I feel as though it's time to play how I want to play, because the years left ahead are fewer than the years left behind. There is a desire to experience joy, not doubt, and that's enough to tempt me over the edge. As I said, make of it what you will. I am already travelling on, alone, at least for now. If you want to come with me, you are welcome. Just wave and I'll see you and we can get involved. This might be the point of no return. Who knows? But I know that I don't want to play how they want to play. Over here, we play because we want to keep the game alive. For me, different is not bad. Experimentation is legitimate. The play is the thing. Be well and game on. Right then, so just to round out today's episode, I had this really fantastic call-in from Barney from Loco Ludus Podcast, and well, I'm going to play it, and I'm going to respond to it, and that'll be about it for today. So, what have you got to say, Barney? Hi Che, it's Barney from Loco Ludus. I'm calling in with some thoughts that I had quite a long time ago, and haven't had the chance to try and put together and send to you. Firstly, however, I would just like to say thank you ever so much for having me and Tom on the show recently to talk about Trickster's Net. It was really, really wonderful to have that chance to to explain it to someone else, someone such as yourself. 
Spencer on Keeper of Off the Borderlands talked about how he felt he understood the project more having heard us talk about it on on Roleplay Rescue. And I think there's there's an interesting lesson, certainly for me, perhaps for Tom, but I think also for everyone, that having those opportunities to step outside of your own little um, speaking place that some of these, you know, that we might consider a podcast or a blog or whatever to be, does does give you an opportunity to say things more perhaps perhaps more clearly than you think you've articulated them so once again thank you for that we're coming to the end of the the project the the final sessions and i'm going to be running one in about an hour and all of that is very exciting we're trying to scrabble everything together for that so what what's the thought what's the thought that I wanted to call in about as a starting point it's something a little bit a little bit familiar I'm sure to you and lots of listeners and it's the it's the does system matter debate that's the way in if you like on one level, it doesn't matter what system you're playing because you're doing this thing, role-play gaming. And you're getting together with people and and having a, a lot of fun, having, you know, fantastic adventures of one sort or another. But on another level, system matters hugely hugely oh and what I wanted to say was I had this thought that I wanted to call into you about and then you put out the Eisen's Vow episode and that made me even want to respond even more and then you had Daniel Jones on again which made me want to respond even more and just to say something very briefly about Daniel, one thing that I think is really, really good about him and what the way he thinks and works is he's very clear, very assertive about what, what he likes, what he's looking for, what he's trying to foster, seek encourage and so on and I think that is incredibly valuable because it kind of it kind of sends out a signal to everyone what kind of gamer or game designer or GM he is and and that's something that I've that I've commented on for myself frequently on the the podcast that it's that you really need to know what type of gamer you are what you're in for what you like and and I know you've talked about this at great length as well and I don't think it it cuts across simply across simulationist or gamist or 
whatever um, types of lines. It's 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 everything, and and I think and I think Daniel did a great job of putting putting across you know setting out his stall. So my thought here on one level system doesn't matter because we're role playing we're having fun on another level system matters hugely and what am i thinking particularly in terms of there i'm thinking that the the system which if you like is expressed most clearly for everyone shall we say on the character sheet the structure of the character sheet the values on the character sheet that system which is shown on the character sheet shows you how the world is understood how it can be measured what the the prime activities or movements are what scale it's at technologies um what yeah where the value systems are and that is why i think system matters hugely because for some people a particular system will not correspond with either how they understand the world, the real world, or how they want to play in an imaginary world. It just won't fit well with them. And it might do for a few sessions or something, but it doesn't it doesn't speak to them, it doesn't gel with them, it doesn't fit with them terribly well. So to find systems that that are, if you like, intuitive for you as an individual and to find other people who have a similar feeling towards towards a system, I think is hugely, hugely important. And that is where system really, really does matter. And to get to the, the crux of the recurring thought that I have about all of this, it's that in this fantasy world... Um, in this fantasy world, and you know, you've talked about uh, Wolf's ideas of oh, secondary worlds. No, I'm I'm messing that up. But um, how we think of these 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 imaginary worlds that we that we explore in in gaming. The 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 system the system that we use for those games represents in that world ontological principles they are the the, the rule system is about being being in that world however as players outside that world if you like as people with holding character sheets, holding dice, pens, pencils, talking to each other, perhaps round a table, perhaps online. It's not ontological. For us, I would say it's epistemological. 
It's some kind of theory of knowledge. It's some constructed theory of knowledge about how the world, the fictional, fantastical world is constructed. But when we're in, if you like, when we're thinking in that world, those rules become ontological about the being in that world. And there's a tension there, and I think it's a productive tension, but it is certainly a difficult, thorny, complex tension. And I'm going to leave it there, and I hope that that you have some response to that, because um, I really felt like you're the person I wanted to share these thoughts with. Thank you, Shay. I hope you're well. Bye-bye. Ontology versus epistemology. System matters. Barney, I don't know what response you're expecting from me other than amen, brother. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I absolutely agree. I think you've managed to articulate something very clearly reflect something back to me that yeah it's certainly the way I think I view things and I was really impressed with what you said about the carrot sheet as well and I I feel like yeah there's always been the need for something in front of the player that sort of summarizes the way this game will be played I guess Um, not as in like the rules but as in how you imagine your character and how your character imagines the world and how yeah we resolve that tension between first of all how the character views the world and understands the world but also how we are going to have our knowledge and understanding of that world epistemology versus ontology yeah i like that thank you i don't know what else to say apart from yeah that's kind of why i'm building my own game and within that obviously my own system it's why I'm hacking away at things and bringing elements together from different experiences I've had over the years because none of the games fit the way I viewed the world and reality whatever that is (laughs) okay I don't know what else to say so I'm going to stop there thank you so much for the call perhaps Barney it is time for us to come and have a chat that is something we could talk about and i would really appreciate having that opportunity in the meantime thanks for calling man and that's about it for today thank you for listening and thanks also to barney from loco ludus for calling in This is the penultimate episode of Season 9. Next week, the plan is to finally collate and respond to the call-ins that were inspired by Episode 13, six weeks ago, entitled Eisen's Vow. I had intended to collate them earlier and release the episode as a bonus, but there are two reasons I changed my mind. Firstly, I was finding it hard to make the time needed while school was back in flow, and secondly... I felt increasingly that the calls I received had helped me to such a large degree that they deserved a fuller airing. So, episode 20 will end the season on a call-in collective. Thanks to TJ Drennan for the music, thanks to Anchor for airing and distributing the podcast, and thanks to the Roleplay Rescue patrons who keep me inspired. 
If you have questions or comments, please feel free to drop me a message via anchor.fm slash rpgrescue or email your sound recording directly to hello at rpgrescue.com. I do like to play listener calls and gather them together into bonus episodes, at least when I have the time. Anyway, I'll be back next weekend, and I wish you all the very best in the meantime. My name is Che Webster. This is Roleplay Rescue. Game on. (laughs) 